to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Hey y'all, this your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. I welcome you to another episode of this amazing podcast. We are now walking into the month of April and it is our last month of this season. So we are going to be highlighting individuals who are bossing up in the health and wellness industry. So let's get into our first guest. Dr. Antoinette Lyles is a talented doctor of dental medicine, cast member of Bell Collective on OWN, and the proud owner of a dental practice in Pearl, Mississippi. Dr. Lyles takes great pride in her journey of becoming a dentist and owning her own practice. She is a first-generation college student, proud HBCU graduate, and the first doctor in her family. She believes that social change and equality can be fostered through visible representation and using entrepreneurship to break away from tradition. Beyond her own professional goals, Dr. Lyles values the importance of mentoring and supporting other HBCU students who are pursuing a career in dentistry. So I introduce you all, Dr. Antoinette Lyles. Hello, Dr. Antoinette. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, it's it's been a ride. I'm, I'm dripping in just positivity and enthusiasm. Yes, as you should. You can see it in your face. You're glowing. You're excited. <laughs> you know, just looking beautiful as always. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. My first question to all of my guests is, what is your definition or meaning of purpose? Ooh, that's a that's a good one. So I think purpose is something you can't escape from. When I tell you that, like, Opening up this practice in a city where I'm not from and it's not my daddy's money and it's not my husband's money and I may mm. not have like the community support that I want, right. you know, or engagement. Um, I did certainly try to run from it. Like it scares me. It terrifies yeah. me. But when it is your purpose, when it is your calling, it cannot be ignored. That phone will continue to ring because God gave it to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yes. so it is a God giving gift and you have to answer the call because you have to be, mm, you inspire someone that's the next generation. You got to set them up for that. Yeah. That was good. That's definitely good. And I tell people, you know, I ask this question on every episode and everybody gives a different answer. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, when you start putting all those answers together, they all sound the same. You know, what what gets you up in the morning? What are you passionate about? You know, Mm -hmm. what brings you happiness? We're not living life to be content. We don't want to be content with things. We want to be happy. I don't care if you're happy going to sleep every day. You know, so (laughs) it's just like, you know, it has to be something like you said, it's God given. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. It fuels you and get you going, get your gears grinding and everything. And you know, it's something that you'll feel, you'll feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You feel you it. Know, you when you're feel doing it. it. Yeah, yeah. You feel it all on the inside. Mm-hmm. So if you can describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? <laughs> I am a enigma, to be totally honest. I have this beautiful face, but more importantly, I have this big brain. More importantly than that, I am 10 toes down for my people. And Mm -hmm. so 
I've always believed that if I have the ability, then I have the responsibility. And so not a lot of us is going into dentistry. Not a lot of us is going into dental yeah. school, but we need good black dentists to serve, you know, our people in a way that perhaps they were like over like dismissed, you know, like mm-hmm. ain't no money in the black community, Ugh, lie. But also there's teeth in the black community, if nothing else. And all <laughs> teeth need to be examined twice a year. <laughs> yes, that is the absolute truth. And it's like, when do people understand that there are, you know, industries and areas that we can serve in that we don't mm-hmm. show up in. And, you right. know, I was just having this conversation with my publicist just last night and she was doing um, a media conference for the NAACP Awards. So we're trying to figure out questions she can ask Issa Rae and Viola yeah. Davis. And I'm like, when you think about those individuals, I was yeah. like, you know, you should ask them, you know, how did it feel to adapt to those lawyers, you know, entertainers and all Mm -hmm. these things that we supposed to, you know, fail at, you know, how did it feel to be able to prosper, even though it was behind the screen, you know? So it's like, we need to start showing up and showing out. Okay. Showing up and showing out and make being visible. Visibility is so important because Mm -hmm. what I've learned is there are so many black women that came before me, but they didn't have the same platform or they had to work in silence because the opposition was so great. And so visibility is important because representation matters. And so they have to see what they want to be. You have to tell them, you have to help them. You have to go back and give back, but also for for a lot of children, dentistry is not even on their radar and I hope to change that. Yes. Yes. I am here for it. Brown girls will continue to show up. Okay. And they don't get it and they don't get it. So mm-hmm. many people are trying to be like us, you know, it's mm-hmm. just the culture all together. And mm-hmm. people don't understand that if you look at a lot of other cultures, you can see bits of us there. So, oh. you know, yeah. we need to just keep doing what we do, you know, mm-hmm. inspiring them because that's what we're doing. Even though culture they make copies. Right. Hashtag culture creators often, often, often emulate it. When we, even if we get into like the music industry of it all yep. and like the backstories come out and you, you think about who like, who's like the king of pop or the yep. originator of like rock and roll. Like yeah. it was one person and we were given that one person, that one person. And then the backstory right. comes out and realize that the idea was actually stolen. That's and so right. culture creators and have, have always been that. Yeah. Shout out to us. <laughs> Shout out to us, y'all. <laughs> so I like to get down to the nitty gritty. I like to move from childhood even all the way up to adulthood. Mm-hmm. So when you were growing up, did you have any, you know, mentors or role models that you looked up to? And then over the years, did it change? So I actually never had a black doctor. I also never had like a black mm-hmm. dentist. I never had a female doctor or dentist. And so again, like me being like, oh. Um, having a bad experience and being like, ah, they could be better than that. They can explain this a little better. And like black people, we speak differently. And there are just things that we understand that doesn't have to be explained, which makes it truly difficult when we go to seek medical and dental advice, um, Mm -hmm. finding um, 
you know, mental health providers, some things you have to explain to other people, but we get it innately. And so Mm -hmm. me wanting to be that, but also shout out to Miranda Bailey, uh, Chandra Wilson on Grey's Anatomy, because she was a short, black woman, unapologetic, and she was whipping everybody into shape, all those interns. And even when the opposition was against her and like she just felt in her heart that this was the right thing, she Mm -hmm. fought for it. And she she was feisty and little like me. And so not the same field, certainly, but it helps to have that sort of representation and like to know that she had the gall and, you know, like the intestinal fortitude to stand up for what it was that she believed in. Not a person that I knew, but a person that I watched on TV all the time because Grey's Anatomy has been on for years. Years. (laughs) Years. Okay. Years. Absolutely. Yeah. You have these role models, even if they technically don't exist in the real world. Mm-hmm. We can look up to anybody, you know, like it's a lot of but a black woman up. wrote it. That's right. We look up to our Claire Huxtables and our, yes. you know, all these people, you Claire. know. Yes, ma'am. Claire now, with it. Claire okay. Sassy. Love it. And an attorney. And a yes. married attorney with like a good family that she was raising right during difficult times. Like all of that is still relevant. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were, were so the bomb. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it was a good time then. Mm-hmm. You had to watch these. Oh my gosh, yes, it was some good stuff. So how did we get here? How, like, it. what was the aha moment? You know what, I'm going to be a dentist. You know, I'm going to go to school for dentistry and this is what I'm going to do. Matter of fact, I'm going to open up my own practice. You know, yes. I'm going to do all this. So how did we get here? So um, I actually was going into pharmacy. I knew that I was going to be a pharmacist. I was going to push drugs. I was going to be a drug dealer legally, right? And so uh, I went to Jackson State University down from, you know, Saginaw, Michigan. Shout Mm -hmm. out to my people, my fellow Michiganders, which is a very weird thing to say, Michiganders. (laughs) But um, I came from um, Michigan and I went down to Jackson State and I was a chemistry mm-hmm. major and Jackson State does a fantastic job of providing like research opportunities for their science mm-hmm. majors. And I had the opportunity to intern, paid internships for 10 weeks every summer. OK, mm-hmm. but while I was in those like labs, just, you know, dropping stuff and with my little pipette, it was quiet. It was quiet. And I didn't feel like mm-hmm. I had enough people interaction. Gotcha. I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. I, need, I need people. I need to be right there, chair side. And so I actually changed the idea. It was like, I will still help people, but in a different way, such that I'm right there. I can hear their voice. I can hear their stories. Mm-hmm. And so dentistry for me, for sure. I left Jackson State, went straight on to dental school, also in Jackson, Mississippi. And then when you work, you realize that as an associate, this like, you're still a doctor. You're, you're still a dentist. You're still right. making good money. But you don't get to control how it's marketed, the people that you choose to help. And Mm. there were times I would go to, you know, the owner of the facility and I'd be like, hey, I really think we need to communicate, like uh, participate in this um, this church. Mm. You know, like we need to draw in the rural population. We need to like do Mm -hmm. more for to like combat the disparities that are happening around us as opposed to just being like, hey, you guys, we offer uh, whitening and cleanings and whatever. You know, we need to get right there on the ground, like boots on the ground. 
also I would go and do all this continuing education and I would learn these really cool things that I would want to implement, but I would always have to go to the owner and say, Hey, can we get this stuff in office? And they're like, we don't have the budget for that. Or can we go Mm. to this church event, this community event? Oh, we don't have the budget for that. That's not our targeted population. And so you have to own your own practice in order to do the work that you want to do without asking for permission to help the people that you want to help. And so that's why I'm here. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I just love it because like you said, like you never had a black dentist and you didn't have a black female dentist. I don't even ever remember having any colored or female dentist, you know, it's always been either a white male or Mm -hmm. a white female. So Mm -hmm. I get it to see us in these spaces is what I am completely here for. And, you know, women have been Showing up, I mean, show, oh, showing up these past we're few years. And I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, sis, come on, let's keep doing it, but let's not bring each other in. Let's start bringing each other up. You know, oh, we might have somebody that's a little bit further down, but you know what? When I move up, I'm gonna bring you to my spot. You know, oh, it's it just is a cycle. It's a cycle, right. and we can't keep you know bringing each other down because we as colored women can do that. So it's like, come on. It's a jealousy. We have to do this together. Jealousy and it's the fear that like she can take what it is that you have or what it is that you're trying to do. But people forget all the time that you are like wonderfully and divinely created with your own talents, your own skill Mm -hmm. sets. And so no one can take from you what is specifically yours. You just have to go out and reach for it. Um, However, there is this sense of competition like, oh, the market's saturated. No, it's not. My patients are my patients. The people who are going to come to me are going to be the people who come to me. Dentistry is not a competitive sport in any regard, you know, and I want to see them win as well. Um, But as far as like the mentorship aspect of it, I know with certainty that I am not the first black female dentist, but the path was already forged. But now we're about to pave the path and we're about to make it a little wider. It's going to be a three to six lane highway, you know, brightly lit. And so I just have to do my part for the women that come behind me. And I'm committed to doing that. Yes, commitment. Yes, it's, it's, it's being committed and standing firm in what you believe in, standing grounded in your faith, because we know a lot of these things cannot happen if we don't believe in ourselves and believe in others that can help us along the way, because I'm the only child. So a lot of things that I've done, Boy, Boy, I mean, <laughs> I can't attest to that. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a brat or anything. But the thing is, is that I know with me as a child and then growing up, it was hard for me to ask for help. Yeah. So when I started, you know, building my brand, building my business, I was like, oh, I can't do this by myself. I need a team. You know, I have to be okay to give that responsibility to somebody else and knowing that they're going to be as passionate as I am about it. Because if not, you have those individuals that want to leech on to you come along but then they're going to tarnish your business or your brand. And we don't want those kind of individuals. We want those people that are going to be just as, you know, hype about it, you know, just as happy about it. Yes. Passionate, like like in the way that you're passionate, wanting to develop your brand without that sense of self, like what can I get out of it? And then just Black women generally, we do have a problem asking for help just because Mm -hmm. we are so strong. So I really want us to get to a place where like, Asking for help is not a sign of weakness whatsoever. Like we do not have to carry the full burden, but that is what we're used to. And we're also used to people telling us no and being okay with it. So Mm -hmm. now what happens when they tell you, no, does the dream die? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. 
If nope, you have nope. to live by yourself, that's one of the resiliencies and like strength that we have and what we've always had, like a legacy of strength yeah. as black women. And so even if we have to do it by ourselves, we will do it and we can do it, but we yeah. should not be afraid to ask for help. Wait for them to tell you no. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> wholeheartedly. It was it was hard for us, sister. It was hard. Yeah. I ain't had nobody to blame stuff on. None of oh, that girl. kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh, you did it. You did it. Okay. You're the only one. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So in order for you, I know you took a lot of steps to get where you are today. What do you feel like was maybe your biggest challenge to get where you are? So for me, I didn't always have the mentor that I needed. And so acknowledging that, knowing that, hey, I am a Black woman in a field that's traditionally not made of Black women. And so that was, honestly, I've worked in a ton of places. That was me Mm -hmm. deciding to work at this place for a year and maybe that place at a year. And then this other place for a year, because even if they won't give me the keys, you know, as an owner, what they'll do instead is they'll hire me for the demographic of it all. And they'll, you know, I'll just have to learn vicariously from being an employee as opposed to being a partner. And so one thing that has been incredibly instrumental is me just creating my creating my own like internship. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have worked. I have worked um, organized dentistry like in like a big, huge practice. I have worked private practice in small rural areas. I have worked public health. You know, I have worked in like cities where they're highly populated and cities where it's not. And the dentistry is always different. But Mm -hmm. if I step outside of the chair for a second and I say, all right, well, how is how is this place running? Like what makes it efficient? Like what makes it um, what increases its overhead? You know, so like always constantly learning because I didn't have that mentor to just like take me under their wing and say, hey, Mm -hmm. this is the game. And so learning the game from the base upwards, you know, from the from the bottom that right. that's that's been instrumental what's you know hands down the best experience yeah that's good though you know like you said and it was good that you were even able to admit that you know because mm-hmm. some people they'll lie about it you know well I look up to blah 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 and they you know they helped me do this and they helped me do that like you did everything from the muscle you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I really look up to individuals like that is doing it I on their own six different places before I own my own practice and I have learned something different and important at each place like hands down it's all different and so what it takes to own like a multi-million dollar practice versus something that mm-hmm. is you know government funded there's right. something to learn there. And so like no work, no one job was like, you know, beneath me or anything like that. Like I was able to take what I needed from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I grow. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's growth. If you're not growing, you might as well stop while you're ahead of yourself. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about success. Yeah. What does success mean to you? And what do you consider being your biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. Uh, So for me, success is not like a monetary amount. It's not a dollar amount. It's not like, oh, I'm a millionaire now. Or like I have Mm -hmm. the biggest, best practice in Jackson, Mississippi, you know, (laughs) or like, look, my face is on billboards and look at my following. that. Like all of that stuff is really cool. But like, that's not what success for me means to me. Um, I think ultimately I just want to be free. I just want to be free. And at this point, I feel as if I bought my freedom three times. I bought it Mm -hmm. once when I paid off all of my student loans. I bought it again when I 
I had to buy my house back after divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I bought it a third time when I became my own employer. And so just like trying to snip away those puppet strings such that, you know, I'm not necessarily a minion or like a cog in the wheel. So success for me means just owning my own destiny, owning my future Mm -hmm. without having to ask or collaborate with someone else on what the best thing is for me. But that's the truth. I, I'm yeah. all for that because I think that's what I'm going to call this episode, you know, cutting the strings because it's a lot of us that's still attached and there's people that are still controlling and still telling us what to do and how to do it. You can't even be, you can't even show up as your own version of, you know, the best version of yourself if mm-hmm. somebody else is giving the input. Yeah, I don't like asking for permission so, to do what mm-hmm. I think is right for me or what's right for my patients or what's right for the, traje- the trajectory mm-hmm. of life, you know? And so, girl... Those two loans, when I got them licky off my back, <laughs> and so even owner, as a practice owner, just like not having to ask for permission to take off work to do something or to buy the supplies mm-hmm. that I need. To, what if I what if I want to get free dentistry to this community because that's what they mm-hmm. need? I don't have to ask someone, well, can we get the toothbrushes in? Like, can we get right. an assistant? Are you going to pay the assistant for the day? Like, no, that's what we're doing because that's what I want to do. And these people will go help and yeah. I'll buy the supplies myself. Exactly. Exactly. It's such a, a great feeling. Like you said, if you wanted to give back, you ain't got to ask 50 million questions, go over to the corporate office, ask them. It's too much. You know, if I want to shut down today because I want to service the urban community, I can do that. Period. We're going into a nursing home, so we're going to fix dentures. Okay. <laughs> fix all eight teeth, girl. Fix them. Right? Fix dentures falling out, and we need to help them so that they stay. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. So I know you get busy, and, you know, it's, it's, it's big. I'm really big on, you know, self-love and self-care. Oh, so yeah. I want to know, like, what do you do to kind of, like, pour back into yourself, you know, mm-hmm. especially, like, after a long day at work? Oh, absolutely. Um, So one thing that's really important is I have to dissociate. I have to, right now I am being pulled in so many different directions. Mm. I am always overextended, but at some point I need to come back home and I need to get quiet and sit in stillness, Mm. sit in silence and ask which things are most important. You know, like I'm being pulled in all these different directions, which direction do I go in? And so for me, that means detoxing and Mm -hmm. detoxing in the form of like, you know, activated charcoal and drinking all of my water and making sure I'm taking all of my vitamins and supplements, but also like yoga, y'all. Yoga is a connection of the mind, the body, and the spirit. And sometimes your body can keep going. Sometimes your mind can keep thinking. But if your spirit is broken, it is hard to maintain that same pace, that same rigor of life. And so yoga for me, like it it sucks me back in and it says, all right, girl, Um, outside of that music, if I don't put a playlist on in this house on a Sunday or a Saturday and I'm walking around cleaning in my sweatpants or hell in my swimsuit, you know, just walking around <laughs> music, really good music does it as well. But it's for me, yeah. it's like just like not answering the phone for a full day and like mm-hmm. knowing that those emails are like stacking up. And I'm not going to respond to them until Monday morning, like comments right. on Instagram. I will get to you guys at a designated time. Exactly, exactly. I love, yeah, I love that whole pull away from things because, Mm -hmm. you know, everything is such a distraction. You know, you're trying to get your mental, your spiritual, your emotional, your physical. Some people like to work out, like you like to do yoga, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to cut out the distractions in order to 
kind of get yourself in a space where you can be grounded and pour back into yourself. So I love it. Yes, honey. You got to detach from everything because people so no, toxic out here. It's not even fun. <laughs> Please respect so my business hours. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be a t-shirt as well. <laughs> yes. Please respect my business hours, okay? Don't be texting me telling me you're concerned. Uh-uh. Guess what? And I answer on Tuesday. <laughs> my cell phone number has been published and people have been calling me personally to book appointments. And I'm just like, hey guys, um, the office is open on Monday and this is the actual phone number. And they're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, but or I'll write down their appointment information and I'll go ahead and give it to my, my team on the next day. But it's not a situation where I'm even going to cut off the cell phone number because my students have it. Like, how can I be a mentor if they don't have access to me? And so, right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yeah. So a question I have been recently asking is if you can give younger Antoinette a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Whew. I would tell her that everything is temporary. Like the fears that you have, first of all, do it in fear. Do it even mm-hmm. if you don't feel prepared because there's so much to be said about like on the job training. And I don't mean like job, mm-hmm. I just mean like life. Like there are going to be things that scare the crap out of you and like they will happen and they will come to pass. And they will not destroy you in the way that you think that they will. You're going to get through it. And so go in fear, do it afraid, mm-hmm. do it feeling like, you know, you may not be given to like, you know, a full 10, but if you're ready at seven and a half girls, go for it. Men mess up, men mess up all the time and they move on and they don't care about what they messed up before because every failure is a learning lesson. As long as you don't do it again, you know, like you've learned from that, but uh, do it in fear, 100% do it in fear and every bad thing will happen and will come to pass. And guess what? You're going to be stronger for it. That's right. I am here for it. Yes, absolutely. You know, we we sit and we ponder about those things that don't go our way. And then when we think about it, like, don't over- like, I don't even have no control over that. Like, why am I so upset? So, you know, let go. Just let go and let God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> let go and let God, honey. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. But yes. <laughs> Do you have any upcoming projects or, you know, virtual events or anything like that that you are willing to share with our audience today? OMG. And so I just met with the um, the ladies of Jackson State University Student Government Association. I was a Miss Senior and she invited me as Miss Senior. That was so much fun. Yes. They had the best questions. And they're like, I realized that at some point, think about this. Think about how far we've come. At some point, you were that college age girl with a guest speaker, like timidly raising your hand to ask a question. And now Right. You're the person in front of them. Look at God, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. like, that Look was so him. much fun because I realized 100% that I was in their shoes. Also, we're going to start uh, doing yoga at the office here soon, popping off mm. in April. I'm so excited about that and giving that to my community because of its restorative properties and how it feels so good. Y'all, I'm, I'm excited. And then also like half the time, I don't even know what's coming my way until it comes. And I'll be like, oh, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. This is why nice. we're doing this. <laughs> okay. Be here or be not here. It's Which one? For sure. That is amazing. So how can our audience find you on social media, websites, all that good stuff? 
I am on Instagram, of course, at Lows of Smiles. Very, very cute name, Lows of Smiles. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also on Twitter under the same name. And you can find me on Facebook at Dr. Lows of Smiles. There's also a fan page. Um, that's not right. On Facebook, I am Antoinette Lows, okay? <laughs> I am just my name. Um, but there is also a, a fan page as well on Facebook. There is a email subscription list that tells you what's happening in my life and also at the practice. Nice. You do want to stay tuned to that and to subscribe to that because it tells you why you don't need dental insurance at my practice and you can still get the care mm. that you need. That is amazing. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> I can't keep up with Twitter. I just can't. Ooh. I can't keep up. It moves it too fast. Work. Social mm-hmm. media has become work as of late. And like just having, again, like being on TV. When I tell you, you have to be incredibly careful about what you say because everything can be screenshot and recorded. Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or do you I know. You left it right. And you just want to be. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, can you give our audience a piece of advice? in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? The next phase of your life is going to require every facet of your being. There's going to be sleepless nights. There are going to be times where you literally feel like you don't have anything in you left, but you have to consider that the things that you're, first of all, the things that you have now are things that you pray for. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation that you're in now is, is, is again, what you pray for because it requires a new elevation. It's going to require you to, Mm, grow up to mature to you know put in the hard work but when I tell you when you're on the other side of that I think about it like this I remember dental school being incredibly hard for me I remember Mm -hmm. thinking like oh my goodness how am I going to get through and now I'm a practice owner that's a phase and right now I don't even remember half of it (laughs) you know and so that's what it's going to require do the work today because your future self is showing up for you I'm sorry they're counting on you to show up for her do it It's going to be way too hard right now in 2021, but guess what? In 2027, you won't even remember, but you're going to be proud of the work that you did and you're going to be benefit and reaping the benefits from all the seeds that you sown this year, today, tomorrow, period. Yes. Yes. That was, that was inspiring. Oh my good, gosh. Good. That was so good. That was so good. But I do thank you. For being on here today. Absolutely. The pleasure is mine. (laughs) Yes, y'all. She was dropping the gem. She was giving y'all tips. She told you how to contact her on social media. You know, she done gave everything. She said, make sure you get on that subscription list up so you can keep up with what she doing. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.